0: Hey everybody, this is Ryan with Corvus Lore and you are watching CMSTV Classic Metal Show.
1: Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And man, this is a good one today. This is one of those guys that I—I I am a fan of pretty much everything he's done. I, I think I'm certainly a fan of Stained. I'm certainly a fan of Newstead. I'm certainly a fan of St. Sonia, who that we are going to talk about right now. Uh, they have a brand new EP called Extrovert. It seems like it is the uh, the follow up to July's uh, Introvert. And here to talk all about it is the great guitarist of St. Asonia. It is Mr. Mike Moshak.
0: Mike, how are you, man? Good, Chris. How's it going?
1: It is good, man. And it's good to talk to you. And it is good to talk about Extrovert, man. What a consistently great record from a consistently great band, man. Congratulations. Well, thank
0: you. I appreciate that.
1: sir. Well well Mike let's 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 talk about this one for for a little bit here. Obviously I think obviously tell me if I'm wrong but extrovert is kind of the the second half of what you started I'm going to say roughly a year ago when you started writing it. So tell me a little bit about extrovert and how it came to be now.
0: Yeah, no, you know, a lot of this kind of came through, you know, during the pandemic, you know, Adam uh, really wanted to get some new music out there. And it was actually kind of a shame we put out our second record. And I think, you know, a lot of people had that where, you know, you put out this record and then everything kind of gets shut down and you can't really, you know, promote it. So we never really did much, you know, around that one. Um, So, you know, Adam started, you know, writing some music, sending some songs over, and that's really what led to, you know, the first EP, it's like, oh, let's do an EP. So we did, and there were some extra songs. So we kind of just continued writing, and that's what led to, you know, putting out the, the second EP, which is, you know, coming out.
1: Okay, so was it, were all the songs then kind of in one one major session or did you write the one and then you had a few so you wrote a few more
0: yeah that's kind of what it was it was like you know there was some left over from the first time then just kind of continued writing along to to finish the second you know ep and then think everything's going to come out as one also you know so everything's in one you know as one unit later on probably sure
1: now now uh, mike obviously man here in 2022 you know, it, it has become that situation where you don't release full length as much anymore. It, it seems like singles and EPs are becoming more of the way for you as a creator. Is that comfortable or do you like to do the whole 10, 12 songs with a complete vision and then share that?
0: It You know, the, I don't know if I have really have a preference. I mean, I, I think I will say, though, that a whole album... Uh, It's just a lot of work. It's a, it's a really big undertaking to, you know, to get that, to get that done and get it to where you want it. So, I mean, it is, it is a little bit easier when you do it kind of in sections like that. Um, you know, and and I think you're right. I mean, you do see, you do see people, you know, just kind of doing singles. I, I don't know. For me, it's, I don't know. I'm not sure it really matters. I mean, it's just, it's just really good to be able to make some music and get it out there and people, you know, have people want to be able to hear it. Sure. You know the the weird
1: thing with that is I I I personally do not like the singles. I'm I'm fine sure. with the EP, I'm I'm great with the album. Singles to me they get lost. Two things happen. One they get lost and two with a newer band like Saint Sony. I mean you guys have been around a while but you're still a pretty new band. Oh sure, yeah. If somebody doesn't like one single and that's all you give them, they're gone. And, and you 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 lose the chance,
0: no? There's no follow up for it. Well, you better make sure it's a pretty strong song, right? I think right. that's the whole idea behind it being being a single, you know. Um, yeah, no. I, listen, I kind of agree. I mean, I think that, and, and if you do put that out, I think you should have another something else follow it up pretty quickly behind it. You know, right. so said that there's there is a little bit more, a um, little bit more there, and I think, listen. Uh, I'm older. I don't know how old you are, but I mean, yeah. I just, I like I, I being able to, you know, listen to a, a full collection of work from a band and, and hear, you know, where they, where that takes you and, you know, the different, the different, um, you know, influences can come out in that and, you know, just, just different ways of approaching different songs. Sure. No, I, and, and
1: I'm 53. So thanks for pretending that I look young, but <laughs>
0: Uh, hey, listen, I don't <laughs> want to insult you. I'm 53 as well. So there you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, I'm so with you, man. I mean, I miss, I so miss the old days where we would buy a record, you know, and you buy the actual record, the Guns and Roses Appetite for Destruction or whatever. And it was more than just listening to the music. I mean, still, I think now everybody listens to the music. Everybody puts it on. They hear the songs. They like what they like. They don't. Back in those days, in the '80s and the late '70s, it was an experience. You opened that thing up, you memorized every every person on it. You were like, "Oh, Bob Clearmountain. He also worked with whoever." you know? It, it was and so just different.
0: everything wasn't so accessible. You know what I mean? It True. wasn't like you know. I mean, I just remember reading about certain bands or certain guitar players and wanting to hear them and saving up money and trying to track down their you know cassette or whatever the right. case and getting it and listening to it and you know i mean it was you know it's it's it seems like it's a little bit more disposable now you know where before it was you know i think uh you got more of uh uh you know an attraction or or connection i think with those types of things you know Mm -hmm.
1: I, I'm do you think that, that the way it is now though leads people to put more value on the concert setting because the concert is is has kind of replaced the physical piece as yeah. something that you keep forever with you. The memory yeah, of that the, show,
0: the album is really kind of like a calling card now for you to be able to go out and tour, right? I mean, so it's like well, I have new music, we can go out and play shows, you know what I mean? Unless you are a, a Guns N' Roses or a Def Leppard or who you know, any one of those sure. bands that you know, just you know even though some of the, they still put out new music, I mean, people are going to hear what they did, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. Right. Of course. Well, well dude, obviously man, St. Asonia, you have an
1: extrovert out now and you released introvert. I believe it was in July was when mm-hmm. introvert came out. And I know you wrote kind of in like two sessions, but was this always the plan or, or did introvert just happen to have more songs that you wanted to share? And you just didn't have the ability to share them or the the bandwidth to share them.
0: Yeah. I think that's what it was. There was, there was definitely some good songs left over. So it was kind of like, let's just continue writing and, and you know uh, do this in two, in two parts. Okay. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Now, now Mike um, certainly with your past and with Adam's past, you know, obviously you guys have both been in very big bands, very successful bands, which I'm sure you knock wood every day saying thank you for, but (laughs) absolutely, you know, I'm curious in a band like St. Asonia, what, what do the other guys get? Kale and, and Cody, do they get a piece of the creative process? Are they equals? Are they, you guys sure. write everything and then they fill in the blanks. How does that I work?
0: All, listen, everything's, everything's a little, you know, kind of different. So it's, you know, even on this one, I mean, Adam did a lot of the writing on this one with different songwriters and it kind of sent me the stuff and I added my parts to it, you know? So, you know, and I think that those guys you know add their parts to to what it is as well and i mean the the thing about this these two, which has been really different for me, was that I was actually never in the studio with them at all during any of this where they sent it, and I just did it here at my house, okay, so the producer would send me the the sessions and I would just add my parts to it here, and I would send it back to him so i mean and that's kind of when it first started. we were kind of more where you couldn't they're all in Canada, and you couldn't even go into Canada, okay right at yep. first. You know what I mean? When this, we first started doing it. So we were able to do the first EP like that. So we're just like, Oh, it worked the first time. And I was actually really busy and had a bunch of stuff going on. So we, we just did the second one kind of the same way. Sure.
1: Was that comfortable for you? Cause you're definitely a rock guy with know, I could see you wanting to get in the room and jam and
0: sweat. (laughs) I just, what I, what I, what I like about, you know, the producers in in the studio is that, um, listen, I can come up with, you know, five different parts for a song, but I, I like being able to bounce it off somebody else and kind of get their opinion. Hey, what's the best, you know, whether it's taking you know a little bit of this one and that one, putting it together and, or they go, no, that's it. Like that, you know, they just, you just get another opinion that, you know, helps. I mean, because sometimes you don't know if what you're doing is, you know, it's tough because you get, mm-hmm. you get in that thing. You want to see if the, what you're doing is is possibly the best part for that song. And that's why I really like doing it with the producer and being in the same room with them. You know? Sure.
1: Do you ever have, and I'm sure you do, but um, I don't know. Uh, do you ever have times where you um, you come up with something that you think is just great, and you throw it to Adam, and you're, and he's just like, Nah,
0: not feeling this, and you're just like, What the hell, dude? <laughs> well, you know, and listen, there, there's, yeah, definitely. You know, there's definitely been. Um, things like i think more so in stain that's happened probably more so okay. than sonia um i but i mean I, and i used to get really offended by it. i mean talking you know whatever you know 25 years ago i mean i remember sure. showing in, like a riff that i thought was like the greatest riff ever written and aaron's like mm, Nah i don't what do you mean you don't hear that <laughs> how can you not hear how great that is right and uh but i think what happens now more so is that you just keep kind of writing and the ones that I kind of always taken it that my job was to write something that's going to inspire, you know, whoever I'm working with, whether it's Adam or Aaron or whoever to, um, want to sing over it or you know for them to be inspired by what the music is and come come up with something great over it and if they're not inspired by it no matter how great i think that it is that is in- at the end of the day it's going to come out that the song's not going to hold up to some of the other stuff that we're doing you know what i mean so mm-hmm. those songs kind of fall by the wayside if they're not really inspired by the music you sure. know so yeah you,
1: especially for you since you have multiple bands multiple you know big bands do you hold those riffs do you hold them in try them again or do you do you feel like that's recycling and you don't do that
0: i'm trying to think i mean sometimes i'll I'll bring things back around if like there's something that i think is really cool you know what i mean i'll bring i'll bring it back around or i'll bring it you know somewhere else and and you know there's sometimes that some people just don't hear it at all you right know? It, it just you know it ends up not getting done um you know or use which is fine sure so, i'll go on the solo record Sure. <laughs> there you go. Do you hear
1: it yourself? You know, when you, when you come up with a riff, you're, you know, sitting around and, and I mean, I, I know a million guitar players and all of you have a phone in your hand, ready to record whatever you, whatever you think of at two 30 in the morning or whatever.
0: Right. right.
1: Do you hear something when you come up with something and go, okay, I'm going to hold that for stained or I'm going to hold that for St. Asonia because it fits in your head or just the feel of it feels that way. Or
0: I think it, it really kind of more, comes along the lines of when I come up with it, what I'm doing at the time. Okay. I mean, so um, for me, I just try to practice and, and backlog and, you know, I keep like, you know, certain folders and pro tools for ideas and I'll just have a track and put it all into there. And when it comes time for something to write, I'll go through there and I'll listen to that. And I mean, half the times I don't remember playing what's on there and uh, you know, but if it sparks another idea, you know, then we can, you know, try and build it from there. So Certainly. a lot of times for me, it's just really, um, yeah, backlogging those, those different ideas. And when it comes time to write or come up with something, you know, kind of sorting through them. Sure, Definitely.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, why don't we take a little break here and give people a taste of the new music from St. Asonia from extrovert. Um, you guys just released recently this uh, visualizer video for Wolf. Uh, tell me a little bit about this song and um, why it was chosen as, as one of the
0: leads from the record. No, sure. Yeah. This is one that, you know, Adam had, had written. And um, I, I don't know. I, I think it was just was the one that we thought we should probably be the first representation of, you know, what this EP is about. So. Okay,
1: well, let's check it out right now. This is Wolf. It is St. Asonia, and this is Chris Hager Presents. That was St. Asonia with the song Wolf, a uh, brand new m- material from the new EP extrovert, which is uh, available to get. And um, if you're, while you're there, go ahead and listen to introvert as well, but buy these. Okay. People don't just stream them. <laughs> I, you know, I know I say this in every single, in every single interview I do, but buy them for God's sakes, you can listen to them yeah. on Spotify or whatever. That's great. That's wonderful, but that ain't helping these guys.
0: No, Not really. Sure. So it's- It's funny, though. It's so easy nowadays, right?
1: Yeah. You know, Mike, it it is so easy. And uh, I'm going to be honest, and, and I've said this to many artists of all different levels. I don't understand why you guys release the whole records out there. Why you don't just put out like this. This is what, seven songs, six, seven songs. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't just put three of them out there and say, hey, if you want the other three, come and buy it. Right. You know doesn't make sense but
0: well because once you when somebody buys it then it's all out there
1: yeah that's true too <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean they just go Oh, hey,
0: all you want yeah. to do, they are <laughs> yeah. i guess if you held
1: it then we would go back to everybody illegally downloading them again so you know right. i guess yeah. at least this way you get uh, you know one one millionth of a penny for every play or whatever it is <laughs> totally <laughs> definitely well well mike um there were let, I, I, I want to talk briefly just about the pandemic, but not in, a, not in the dreary way that everybody does. It, obviously, it was a tough time for everybody that holds an instrument as their career. You know, just very tough time. And one of the things that was, I think, was the most difficult for most bands, most guys like yourself, was keeping your audience engaged at a time that you couldn't go out and play for them. And I mean, we saw it a, a zillion different ways. We saw it with people getting way more active on social media, spewing their politics, whatever it would be, you know, every different way possible. Live streams with no people, you know, the the cut and paste videos where everybody recorded their parts. We right, saw right, a yeah, million yeah, yeah. different things to yeah, yeah. do that. For you, how did A, how did you guys handle keeping your audience? Because you're a newer band, you know,
0: you can't just right. let go. So wow. how how did you handle that? No, sure. And I mean, and and it was really hard. You know, Adam, Adam did some um, streams. Adam and Kale did some streams together. You know, I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he kind of, he kind of took over for, for where that is. For me, I'll be honest, you, I just kind of enjoyed my family and, and being sure. home. You know, nobody, I mean, it's just so weird when, I mean, when everything shuts down and there's, there's nothing you can, you know what I mean? Other mm-hmm. than just, you know, be home. And right. uh, I actually look back at that as a, uh, a really fun time, to be honest with you. I mean, I know it was, you know, it was tough and everybody was, but for us, it was just, it was really great being here for a little while with sure. just you know, nothing else going on.
1: Sure. Well, And for you, I mean, obviously with the success of Stained, as well as, you know, and then you moved right into Newstead, which was you know, pop, very popular,
0: you know, I, I mean, you've never had this kind of time home, have you? Well, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, Jason was about a year, you know, um, and I have, I've actually been pretty fortunate, you know, and San it was 2015, 2016 we toured, and then we had some time off after that, okay. Um, you know, as we made the next record and that took a while for that to get done. And uh, so I had, the time off, I think what the difference was was that there's there was no place else we had to go my my kids do a, a lot of different things, and so we're sure. always you know running around doing all these it, there was none of that there was right. no place to go. it was just here, you know what right. I mean, you know, going for hikes and you know hanging out and it was it was actually just a nice time, sure was it difficult to get back on the horse? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's with with the family and kids. It's it is tough, at least for me. I mean, the touring thing is hard to it's hard to leave. It's definitely hard to leave for sure. Right on. Well, man,
1: obviously, you just mentioned touring. Let's talk about touring. Uh, You certainly have plans with Stained that I'm very well aware of. Um, What are the plans with St. Asonia? Is there going to be a window where you guys can can tour kind of around your schedule?
0: Yeah, so they just an announced uh, – we just announced a tour with um, Theory of a Dead Man and Skillet starting in February. Excellent. Uh, yeah, into into March. So, um, yeah, that'll be going out, and uh, and we'll see what else. I mean, I think – you know, listen, and if there's times that we can't – I mean, they, those guys – there was actually a couple of gigs recently where uh, somebody sat in for me. So – Okay. I mean, so we'll figure it out. I mean, I don't want to hold – what they're doing back either you know what i mean sure so, um you know hopefully i can be there but if there's a chance that i can't be then you know listen somebody else can go in and so uh, the band can you know continue to play right on that makes yeah. sense yeah.
1: well well mike uh you know we've we've mentioned it a few times here obviously stained v- busy for the first time in what 10 years really Was 10 11 yeah, years since the solo years, or the yeah. self-titled is that i for you, you're in a successful band now. I mean it's a growing band, but Saint Asia is a successful band and and you're going back to another band. Now I know for fans, fans love this. Fans are obviously anybody that loved dysfunction is gonna be just thrilled to death that you guys are back and you're you know, you're out doing stained shows. At the for you though, who's kind of you know, you've built a career past it. Is that does it do you have the same excitement that the fans do, or is it okay? This is my second job, or I'm going back to my first job, and this becomes my second job. How does it work? In yeah, your own no, I
0: mean, you know, for me, I mean, that band, I mean, we started it in '94, so I mean, I've been that's always really kind of been, you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, it's kind of my my you know, first love, I guess, if you will, cool. you know. Um, and I, but I love playing with Adam and those, it's just, it's great playing with those guys too. I mean, it's, uh, I have a, I have a really good time working with them, being around them and playing with them, you know? Um, but yeah, there's, there's something about going back and being able to, to play the stain stuff, which we hadn't done in a long time. That's, uh, yeah, it's like putting on an old slipper, I guess. Right. You know, sure. it's, it's just, you know, comfortable and you go out there and you get to, you know, play those shows. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Sure.
1: Now you're, you are, you're recording a record too, correct?
0: Yeah, we are. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. What, what, what style of stained are we going to get? And the reason I'm asking this to, to be very clear is because, uh, you know, obviously Aaron has become a country guy, you know, yeah. which, which I I don't think he's forgotten how to be a metal guy, no. but, but there's definitely, there's definitely kind of eras of stained. There's, there's definitely the dysfunction back, the heavier era. And then there's the more, radio-ish era of the band oh sure
0: and i i think that kind of was always i mean the last stain record is probably the heaviest record we ever made really i thought you know what i mean That was actually one of my probably my favorite records that we made um i so listen i think it's it'll be more it'll be more along it's more along the lines of that but it's a little bit more modernized i mean it's definitely um yeah. No country. There's no, it's, <laughs> I can, I can, it's not a country. Aaron has, and he has that outlet, you know what I mean? Right. He does really well in that. And he's great at that. And, uh but yeah, this is, you know, going to be a, a stained record. Yeah.
1: Somehow I don't see you up on a stage with a cowboy hat. I'm not seeing that happen. <laughs> <laughs> nice well well mike one last one and this has nothing to do with San Antonio or stained but i i just have not talked to you in this long which is amazing because i think the last time i talked to you was when i was hosting at wmms and you guys came to the studio that's how long ago that was Uh (laughs) but you obviously were in newstead which a band that i loved and and it just disappeared just gone jason's off of socials Jason's disappeared. The band just ended in the weirdest way. No news, no nothing. So I'm going to ask and You can answer it however you want to, and I'm not going to pressure you on it, but was there something specific that happened that caused it to just end like that? Or was it just a matter of it wasn't going the way Jason or management or you guys all felt it should have been going?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, and, and that was, I mean, that was, totally 100 jason's band you know what i mean right. which was really different for me getting into that because i'm usually the kind of the one that you know takes a part of, or at least plays a part in that role that he did so it was right. stepping into something like that was a was a change for me you know and and honestly it was somewhat kind of nice because you know that can be that can be a hard job and a hard thing to take on you know sure. and, I, and i think you know, I think that was probably part of it. I think that, you know, probably got to the point where he just felt like the return for what was going into it might not have been what he was expecting. Sure. I mean, he, J- Jason's, I mean, if you go and read interviews, I mean, he's, answer, he's kind of answered that question. You know what I mean? I think that it was, it was costing him a lot to do the band. And, right. you know, like I said, I don't think he was, he might not have been, it might not have been what he expected. I okay. think that might be the, you know, Right. again, I hate I hate talking because I'm I'm just thankful that I had that opportunity and uh, and thankful that, you know, I was able to play with him. He's a a, maybe an amazing musician. Oh, yeah. Great person. Definitely is. Was
1: there just one last one? I know I'm I'm digging into these, but (laughs) I'm just curious for for you. You know, obviously, again, you've been in big bands, so it wasn't new to have pressure, you know, from the outside because of you know, the, the status of a band, but Jason comes with the Metallica pressure, no, which is, is a, which is a very different pressure than, I mean, yeah. there's a handful that can, you know, Rolling Stones, Beatles guys, you know, there, there's very few that have ever felt that was that being in that band and, and going show to show and day to day with that band, did you guys feel that Metallica
0: pressure and that Metallica stigma was kind of over the band at all the time i mean if it was i don't think i really thought of it that way i mean okay listen you you can't people were coming there though i mean obviously we're fans of metallica sure right? i mean so and you know we did the meet and greets every day you know and it was you know and it was all about i mean the the guy was he was in the biggest band in the world right yeah mm-hmm. so i mean there's like you said <laughs> there's you know there's a lot that goes along with that you know and uh, so, I mean, I think the thing for for us was just to go up there and 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 as with any band and w- whatever gig I ever play, just go up there and do the best job that I can, sure. you know, representing what we're doing and putting in the best show I can and and play the best that I can. So that's you know, that's all you can really do. Sure. Well, as somebody that saw one of those shows,
1: I could say you guys definitely
0: killed it. I mean, you it was oh, such
1: you. a such a meaty, heavy just thrashy show it was so fun man great that was was fun it was actually
0: it was a lot of fun to do and a lot of fun to play those songs right on man
1: well dude i'm sure it's a lot of fun to play these this material from saint asonia the the record the current release is an ep called extrovert and i definitely suggest you check out introvert as well it does really flow extremely well back to back it's it's definitely a good listen and uh, Mike, where should we tell people to go to keep up with
0: you and St. Asonia and tour dates and stained and all that other stuff? I mean, I just you know, it does this wonderful internet, right? I mean, it's usually pretty easy to find. Out. My friend, I get a thing. where are you guys playing? I'm like, have you heard of the internet? I mean, it's really easy. Yeah. There's this thing called Google, and just put tour dates music pops right up. There you go.
1: Our yeah. website is Google.
0: Perfect. Yes, yeah, best answer ever. I mean, like, whatever you want to know, it's pretty much right there, right? Right.
1: It definitely yeah. is. Well, yeah. one more time, it is St. Asonia. Uh, the new release is called extrovert. Go get it. And, um, I figured Mike, what we'll do is we'll wrap this up with one from introvert. I believe I'm um, above it all. You guys had a video for that one. Uh, did, yeah. Yeah. tell me a little bit about, uh, about that song to wrap this one up.
0: Yeah, actually that video was, uh, uh, yeah, we did that way in Nashville, I think. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. I don't know. That again. That was that was the first single off of that off of that record that we uh-huh. had, that we had put out that EP. Very so, good. Well, let's yeah. check it out right now. It's above it all. It is Saint Asonia
1: and uh, Mike Mushak. Thanks so much for joining me here on Chrisaker Presents.
0: Thank you, sir. It's good seeing you.